My name's Ivan, and I'm a scientist by day and a writer by night. And I'm Daniel, I'm a neuromuscular therapist, and I run my own practice. And you're listening to the weekly podcast, Journey to Wherever. Enjoy the show. You want to kick it off? Sure. Did you press play? Record? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's recording both. All right. Go on. EP37. Good. Mic check. Morning, evening, lunchtime, whatever it is, in the toilet break... You're listening to the journey to toilet break. Where did that come from? <laughs> I'm yeah. trying to get creative, man, but I, I just I don't know I don't know how to, how to start these things anymore. Yeah, we're veterans now, apparently. Are we? Nah, I'm kidding. Are you a veteran when you become episode 37? <laughs> nah, it just it just sounds more like deep 37. Yeah, fair enough. You know, so episode 37. Welcome to the journey to forever. My name is Daniel, and I'm Ivan. Ladies and gentlemen, that was so dumb. <laughs> what? Ladies say and like gentlemen, before we start this podcast. Let me just wish a very happy birthday oh, well, okay. to okay. my co-host, okay. Ivan Salaji, <laughs> looking fresh at uh, 34 years of age. Yes. Is indeed. that right, my friend? It is. And uh, you're, uh, you're about 70% of the way there with your Ragnar Lothbrook <laughs> <laughs> hairstyle. Which if I'm you genuinely think it's got a little bit of a ragdoll style, I'm it does, happy. dude. I'm not, you know, you, you know me. All right, fuck it. I'm getting a head tattoo done. <laughs> no, no, I'm going tomorrow. I'm going to tattoo my face. The, the head tattoo is the head tattoo is a bit of a different one, but that's up to you. But you do have because you got that. You don't. Your hair's not black. Your hair's not brown. It's kind of got this kind of orangey, mousy, browny kind of tinge, almost blonde sometimes. Yeah. In your hair, you got a kind of a, a mixture of colours, and it's very uh, Travis Fimmel. Um, Travis Fimmel. That's his name. Oh, okay. Ragnar Lothbrook from uh, Vikings. Well, there you go. And um, look, I tried to go for something because I had this bold haircut all the time, right? Which I again, my head all the time. Which again suits you. Like I'm, I'm very. Uh, let me just put it out there again. Sorry, Listen. I'm very envious of the amount of hairstyles. I, I don't know if it's because I brought you into my bedroom to do a podcast <laughs> recording because you're at my house this week or what, but you get very intimate. I'm getting, I'm getting very close. Um, we have, anyways. <laughs> no, but I'm just saying because you like, like, okay, like I'm envious because you support. Like multitude of hairstyles. You like David Beckham. You know David Beckham, right? Fuck you, all right then. Wait yeah, a second. No, no. Okay. I'll, you don't look like David Beckham. You can settle down now. But David Beckham was known for like constantly changing. Yeah, he can pull off lots of different hairstyles. Like when he was right? at Manchester United, yeah, yeah, he had yeah, the yeah, Nick yeah. Carter haircut going, yeah, yeah. which, mind you, you used to support, right? Okay. And then he went from the Nick Carter hairstyle to that kind of like random ponytail thing when he was at Real Madrid. And yep. then he went the bold head. And then he went the Vikings look. He's just got like, he's, he's, he's got that hair. Head yeah. that suits a lot of hairstyles, and you've got that head and that hair, so you can go from bald to Ragnar Lothbrook to Nick Carter. You can do whatever you want. So it's it's you know I mean well, in, in that a case, nice way. I'm feeling 34 and sexy as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> now look on a serious note though, I wanted to cut my hair. I first see what happened was is. When I had to work from home, I didn't have to go anywhere. I didn't have to see anyone. Yeah, the, so I didn't shave. Yeah, the quarantine look. Like I've always had a beard, right? But I let it grow like a good one and a half inches long. Like it was long a beard right around different areas. And then you I got very, stuff it. You got very hairy uh, from uh, Home Alone. Yeah, home Alone. <laughs> hairy. <laughs> Put it in the show notes. <laughs> and, then, and, then I, and then I let my hair, my hair grow as well. I'm like, you know, I'm thinking of just growing my hair. I feel yeah. like being a little bit younger. You started, do look a little I bit st- younger I started with hair. to get a, 
I'm trying to pull it off because I, you know, we had that episode where I felt old. Okay. I started to get a receding hairline. I'm like, I don't see uh, it. It's here, man. Right there. I don't know. So nah. I thought, look, I'm going to grow it and anyway, try and hide okay. it. So I grew it. Yeah. And then I was like, you know, I want to have something that's a little bit edgy. I don't want to be too, you know, yeah, neat and tidy all the time. So I'm like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to zero it to a half blend and then just have hair on the top with a mad step, like an understep thing and just kind of push it up. And now you, so there's a real defined edge. Now all you got to do is just grow just that little bit more. Keep shaving the sides. And just plat the back. And just get this like, and if that. you can't be bothered, I'm sure someone will put hair extensions. On the back, and you just have this like Ragnar Lothbrok hairstyle. Yeah, well, I'm also in the in the talks of getting a full tattoo, right? <laughs> I know. And no one, for some reason in our family, believes me that I'm going to get a tattoo. Well, you first of all, you got to paint the premise for why people don't think you get a tattoo. Look, I there's you there, you don't like uh, I don't like blood tests. You don't like needles. Needles, I'm not a fan of. But I well, don't hold like on blood a second. Tests. Hold on a second. I don't second. like anything intravenous. Let's, let's... Intramuscular, not too bad. What? I don't really mind. No, when I try but I, intravenous, I, I, worries me. That time when you had the your, your, the back issue, I said I'll oh, probably should do some dry needling. Yeah, fuck that. And you were like, Nah, man. I said, Dude, it's intramuscular. It's got nothing to do with intravenous. It's like, different nah. though. It's not because it's not just in the muscle. It's the most fine needle. Yeah, you nah, could it's even it. finer than than uh, um. It's different. It's different because I'm laying down. I know I've got this needle in there. Whereas a tattoo, the thought of it. Look, there's no doubt. I'm gonna lay on that tattoo bed. You know, I believe. And I'm gonna get lightheaded and I'm gonna get dizzy. I'm gonna need to suck on a lollipop or some shit and say, (laughs) just go for it. I'm gonna feel dizzy. Then take a break and breathe, and then keep going. Then eventually I'll be fine. And then I'll just push my way through it. I look. I don't. I don't like. I don't not believe you. Yeah. I, I am worried about the fact that you are afraid of needles. <laughs> this is what concerns me. I have the feeling that you're going to make the decision. You're going to find a tattoo. Knowing you, you're going to like really hone in, mm-hmm. find this guy wherever he is in, in this country or potentially somewhere else in this world. You're going to approach him. You're going to sit down with him. He's going to, he or she is going to design something and you're going to go, you're going to lie down on the table. They're going to go and you're going to be like, ah, fuck. So that's the bit. No, that because once I'm committed, I'm committed. Yeah. Yes. No, okay. I'm not like that. Once I'm committed, I'm like I'm doing it now. I can kind of have like a half-drawn dot thing on my back. It's funny you say that, right? Because I got a client of mine. <laughs> it started and didn't finish. Well, it. he's he, he, I don't know what I, nah. I think he was getting. A, he's a he's okay. a uh, a Maori fella. Okay. And he was getting you know your typical um Maori uh, kind of tribal tattoos. tattoos. And they started on, um, he was doing it like, you know, the ones that they do across their, the ones, have you seen the ones that they do across their gut? Yeah. And it was like, they started across the hip here. That's pretty painful, I hear though. And well, well, yeah, I guess. I don't know. I've never had one. And he's like, he's like, nah, stop. Really? Yeah. And he's got this like random, like. Wow. Triangular bit with like dots uh, in it. I don't know, man. I think I'd, I just he have to He says he was through. about 35 minutes in and he was like, that's it. That's really? Pull- yeah. He's pulled a pin. Oh, I don't know. I, I, if I if I do it, I'm just gonna have to start because I don't want to just do like, uh, you know, man. I'm zero to a hundred. I can't. <laughs> if someone says get a tattoo, I'm like, if I just get one on like little one on my arm, to me, it's gonna look odd. Yeah. There's one tattoo just, you just on want your to shoulder. Go for broke. Yeah. So if I'm gonna do it, you're gonna do it. Good. I'm gonna have some prison break looking shit, right? <laughs> it's, it's I want t- my <laughs> entire back, my whole arm done. Like it's hard to go home, they say. Yeah, and then a bit to the front. Like I can't have something little. So I'm like either go the extreme or, or not. So I won't commit to doing it unless I know I know what the full design's gonna look like. Yeah. Which means I've got to get someone to design it first. And yeah. I don't I don't know anybody that's actually I know this one guy I'd met years and years ago. He's a really good drawer. Yeah. He could draw a good picture, I know, 
but I'd have to get someone. If there's somebody out there that is a good artist that wants to kind of promote their art and draw it, I'd be keen for a design because I don't know where to start. That's a pro- probably pretty um, good place to start, I'd say. But I, I literally want like a design where I can do like my entire back, my entire, I'd say probably either left or right arm, mm-hmm. just one of the arms. Yeah. And and some sort of blend to like over the front. Do you want to tell bit. a story? It has to tell a story. It's got to be significant. It's got to have a meaning. Okay. Um, I'm not into that whole like gothic skull type looking stuff. It's not like that. So but I was still want it you. to be a little. It's not me. Yeah. But I still want it to be a little bit edgy. Like I don't want to have like a dragon or something like that. That's I, not I can me. kind of see your tattoos being a bit dark. I don't mean. I don't mean he's in like color dark. I mean he's in like the actual theme being. It, it dark. will be. It will have yeah. to be. A, it's got to have a story. It's got to have meaning. It's got to have something that's kind of like representative of my life and my family and 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 stuff like that. Without um, sh- without showing their faces and names and stuff. Yeah, like, that. like yeah. I don't know. I'd I, I I'd be willing to put faces in there as long as it's blended really well. Yeah. Um and and kind of tells a good story. I don't know. I'm just putting it out there, and I'm interested in like some sort of family crest creation or something. Well, if uh, um, if the many of the so many of the JTW followers out there, if you're a tattoo <clears throat> artist. And you're good at drawing, you're good at drawing or something. I'd keep be my co-host up. Let it. Let him. Let him. Uh, let him uh, yeah. experience your talents. Because once I, what I'm thinking is, once I see the design, I'm you'll be like, be that's like, it. I'm gonna be like, I, I want it on me. So that's that's like with a lot with anything with any kind of design, whatever yes. it is, whether it's tattoos, interior design, when you see it architecture. When you like, you you tell someone like, you know, I want it to look kind of like this, and I want this lounge to be here, and I want this plant to be there, or I want this type of face to be like this on my arm, and then someone just interprets your thought, your thoughts, you and, get sold, and, and you get sold on it. Yeah, yeah and that's 100%. what I think is going to happen. And then it's just a matter of saying, right, start here, and then I'll start small. And yeah. work because it's very expensive and it takes a long time. Yeah. So I'd be willing over time to then work at it and chip it away and, and come up with a design. But I, I don't want color. It has to be all dark, de- dark dedication. colors, like deep dark. I don't know whether it's called black or deep black ink, whatever it is. I think it's like a bluey. Is there like a bluey kind I like of color the dark, or black? Blacky look color, right? Yeah. I with, think, and I'd be going, ch- and I'd be interested in white in it as well. Like actual white in it, white like white pigment. Oh wow! Because it looks really like it gives it shape and depth and and volume and stuff. I think as well they base that whether it's going to go well. It's up to you really at the end of the day. But I think they base it on your skin tone as well. Potentially, they yes, could probably so. just leave the white parts out and because <laughs> okay. I'm that like freaking pale skin. But um, you know, at least on my back. I, I, I believe in you, my friend. I do. You never know. One day, I don't know when, you'll do it. Man, man, you only live once, like, you know, like, why not? Why not? Give it a go. Um, But once I'd start, I I certainly wouldn't, like, I couldn't just, you know, quit and not go through with the whole thing. i got to, like, i got to have, yeah, i got to follow through. You just distracted me with that neck crack. If that did not come through, Sorry, man, my bad. That's some heavy-duty cracking. It's it's been a big week. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) That was big cracking. I'm sorry. All righty. Well, yeah. So yeah, that's that. That's that. I'm, I'm curious to get it. But yes, it, it certainly is my birthday this week. Turn 34. Feeling. Um, How are a, you feeling at 34? You know, I was about to say like I'm not. I don't feel as. I wouldn't say bad, but I don't feel as strange as I thought I would because you know I'm big on this whole feeling of like getting old. Like 34, realistically, is not old. We know no, that. Definitely. We not kind old. of dram- dramatized our feelings a little bit, and oh, we had a, we had fun. I, with it. I we just, had fun of it with the getting old. I so. got down the rabbit hole. Couldn't get out. I dragged you in it, and it was a mess. And <laughs> Did, then, didn't I drag you in it? 
Yeah, but I kept spiraling down like a little bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I just get so f- sensitive about the whole idea of getting old. Yeah. Um, but yeah, thirty-five. Like it's been alright. It's been a nice week. It's my daughter's birthday this week too. Yeah, she was so we, born, did, we did the double tonight. She was born so. two days um, before, before birthday. my birthday celebration um, when she was born. So that was a nice time of the year. Um, but you know, she's also celebrated this week as well. So it's been nice. We've nice family around for like um, you know burgers and stuff like that. Um, it's been good. It's been a nice week. Awesome. But, uh, yeah, that's about it. Thanks, everybody, for listening. <laughs> okay. So what's going on, man? What's in your thoughts? Like, we've been uh, talking about my tattooing. We've been talking about, you know, my hair. Yeah. What's on your mind? What's on my mind? Well, what's on my mind? Um, I want to talk about failing. Okay. I'm not exactly sure where I want to go with it. Me failing my tattoo. No, no. Just no. stopping midway through and failing. <laughs> I mean, as in just like life experiences in general. Okay. And whether that leads to academic failing, yeah. uh, um, athletic failing, yeah. or relationship failing. Um, failing. And the feeling it does. Um, and I kind, of, I kind of got to a point a few weeks ago where it's like, I feel like it's almost crucial to have it a part of a certain decade and for me it was like i don't think failing it because you, you, you fail anyways at school there's always subjects that you fail you fail at certain relationships it's, mm-hmm. it's part of like and when you fail you don't really fall that hard because you're still quite young and you're living at home and all that kind of stuff right for, uh, my, for the for the majority of the part i'm talking about like when life really begins i'm curious i'm curious why you've been thinking about failing like in general, lately. yeah. What like what's been um, coming up? Is it something say, where you triggered it, or you've been reflecting on something? I wouldn't say what? it's one thing. I think it's just, I think it's been a culmination of a whole different scenarios over the probably maybe the past I don't know maybe one or two years. Yeah, I'd say. Um, I think it's been a combination of just um, clients that I've spoken to, staff at work, their 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 stories and experiences, um, things that we've kind of shared. So it hasn't been anything in particular, but it's kind of like I've just been thinking about it more, mm. and it's almost like. Not that you would, right? But it's almost like you would... I wonder if there's any value in setting... It's going to sound really bad, but setting a loved one up for failure so that they understand the feeling of it, so the emotion of it. And the thought of it sounds horrible, right? Like yes. I wouldn't... I wouldn't Even thinking of doing it to my own son... No, nah, fuck it. I'll tell you a story. So... <laughs> okay. <laughs> Okay, so, go for it. So, storytelling is a good way to bring about motion. No, well, I was going to storytell, but you can go first. Oh, no, you go there. No, no, no you go. No, I want you no, to go first. because you're saying, oh, I wouldn't bring it to my son, this and that. Like, I love my kids, right? Yeah. But a simple example is this. Okay. My son's been saying that he wants to get a new headset for his Xbox. I hope he doesn't mind me talking about it. He's a good kid, but it's a lesson. That I don't think he'll mind. No, right. So, he, he wanted to get a new headset, right? And I was like, look, dude, because I'd normally just buy one. Yeah, I'd, you know, if it was, I'd buy one. But the kid's gone through like five headsets for yeah. some reason. His he just, friends, he just, just kids them. these days, just go through headsets on Xboxes because it's plugged into control. It's not wireless. And it bends that thing. They, What's they, this thing called again? The little, the little headphone jack because yes, they hold the, the thing jack. close to them. It bends it the bends, cable. It damages. That's it. That's it or it's sitting on the floor. They stand up. They and stand it, on the cord and, and it pulls it snaps, the cord yeah. out of out of the headset and it breaks. Yeah, not once, not twice. Yeah. Not three. I'm like, we're up to like five or six headsets now. Yeah. And he's like, look, I want to get a new headset, Dad. I'm like, dude, I ain't not getting you a new headset. <laughs> yeah. You're just too bad. 
use these little earbud things. Oh, they don't work. They don't fit in my ears. But I said, listen, do some chores. Yeah. We'll start paying you, save your money up, and you can buy a new headset. Yeah. Teach a little bit of value. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm with you. So he started to save up a little bit of money, and then he's like, I want to get this skin for the game. And I'm like, dude, the skin, skin? Like it's a skin? In a game, you can you can change like your character's look. Oh, okay. Right? Like a profile got, picture. Like a profile picture. Okay. But it's the skin of the game. Mind my age, sorry. But you've got to, <laughs> in order to do that, you've got to have certain like bucks in the game, like currency in the game, like V-Bucks, Robux, all these different okay, okay. game currencies, right? Which you earn with through like... Which you pay for and oh, then they give okay. you credits in the game. Almost like freaking flyer points in Exactly. A sense. Okay. So you put down real money. So okay. my card's linked to the thing and they go in and yeah. duck from my account and all of a sudden they got these bucks and they can <laughs> use the bucks in a store. Okay, okay. So they want to buy these skins and I'm like, oh, it costs this 1200 bucks or something like that. I'm like, okay, what is 1200 bucks going to cost me? Yeah. Uh, well, it's six ninety five for this many bucks. I'm like, dude, how many bucks do I need? Yeah. Long story short, we find out it was about fourteen dollars or something. Okay. And I'm like, dude, if you want to go and buy it, you can go and buy it. Yeah. What about your headset? Oh, but I really want the skin. I'm like, the skin or the, or headset? the headset? And he's like, no, nah, look, oh, you know. And I'm like, look, you do whatever you want. But can can I use your headset? Then I'm like, you're not using my headset. You want the skin? Oh, but I want to get the skin. Why can't I use your headset? Yeah. Back and forth, back and forth. I'm like, dude. If you want the skin, go and buy it. Yeah. So we did. Next day, can I use your headset? Nope, nope. you can't. Why? Oh, because I told you. And then it was this meltdown. argument, meltdown of, yeah, you yeah, told yeah. me I can use your headset. I'm like, no, you have to learn. And I knew it was going to happen. Yeah. So I let him fail in his decision so you, in order to yeah. learn. And now yeah. he's like, oh, okay, yeah. And his face realized, I got this skin. It's not that rare after all because it was on the store and millions of people can buy it and it's not rare. Yeah. You would have had this tangible thing in your hand that you can hold, as a physical to, thing as, as opposed, opposed to, to this game, thing. digital skin thing that you're going to forget about. Yeah. So I let him fail in that instance. Yeah. I think it was an important lesson yeah. about what do you want? If you really want something, park some money away, save up for it and buy it. Yeah. Come up with the right decision. Yeah. So I think it's okay for for kids to fail like that. Yeah. In that instance. Yeah. That could translate to anything. If he turned around and says, "Oh, I want to go and try something new," and I was like looking at the direction that they're about to go, I'm like, "It's going to crash. I know it's what's going to happen. It's not going to work out." Yeah. Sometimes I just watch and I'll just let it happen. Yeah. So that they can learn the lesson. Yeah. I think it's very important. I think so too. And you kind of just took the words out of my mouth. I think especially at at a young age, I think it's um. I think it's safe enough to to set them up in that instance because yeah. it's, the repercussion isn't going to be as bad yeah. as as failing in and something maybe when you're a little bit older. You know what I mean? But I feel like it's super important at that age. Knowing you kind of know, you just know the steps. He's going to choose this, which means he's going to do this, and the next day he's going to do that, and we're going to have these discussions because mm. you kind of know, and you're almost in a sense setting yourself up for this mini, not argument, but this mini kind of back and forth with your son, which you yeah. could very easily um, avoid. By just giving in. By just giving in. Yeah. Which is going to make your life, in a sense, easier. Easier, that's right. But it's not going to make it better for them moving yes. forward because they're not kind of getting that chip on their shoulder that's right. or that chink in their armor of experience. You know what I mean? And I feel like if you don't do that at a very young age, or you don't experience that at a very young age, as you get older and you don't experience failure, you might be an A-plus kid, okay? You might be a kid that just does really good at school. You're starting to go to a point I wanted to bring up. Okay. You might be a kid that you might not not 
put yourself in situations of failure Mm -hmm. when you're young and your parents don't even see it but you're an a plus kid you're great academically you know you might be okay you know at certain pe classes and whatever and you never really you kind of always did good you know high distinctions Mm -hmm. 80 pluses 90 pluses all of a sudden there's a shift whether it's hormonally whether it's relationships, whether it's at uni, it's a mixture of both. And all of a sudden, you're in your 20s and you experience a moment of failure. Like, yeah. what like the epic failure. fuck is this? Yeah. What is this feeling that I've got yeah. deep down in my gut that I want to cry in front of everyone now, but I'm not because I'm so embarrassed. Yeah. And then they can't get themselves out. And if I feel like if they had failed at some point... um. Let's just say they failed at 23 years of age, but they've had 22 and a half years of like pure bliss. Mm. Nothing's setting them up for mm. that for that moment. And it's not the failure aspect. It's like, oh, I failed an exam or I broke up with a girlfriend or a mate of mine did something. We're no longer friends anymore. Whatever the feeling is, because it's different. It's always it's scalable to a mm. certain degree. It's like that feeling. Everybody knows what we're talking. Everyone that's listening to this podcast right now to some degree has failed, right? Especially mm-hmm. our demographic that listen to it. Um, and if you and if you aren't part of our demographic and you're listening to it now and you're probably in your 18 or 19, you're probably thinking, what the fuck is this guy talking about? <laughs> like experience it because it's fucking valuable. Do you yeah. know what I mean? And I can see you lighting up, lighting up as, I'm, as I'm speaking. I feel like that feeling, you can't coach that feeling at, in, in your 20s and 30s. It's something, it's kind of like you just, you slowly chip away at as you get older. And it's like, what's the best strategy to get a a young male, young female to a point where failure is a part of them and it makes the the, the decisions that they make, the failures that they come across shapes them into the decisions that they make Mm. as they get older. So I think... From from my in my opinion and my I'd love to experience, know your opinion. yeah, of course I'm going to give it to you. Of course, you know that. <laughs> I tend to do good at ask the asking question bit, and I know you. In, I, know, I know you like answering my questions because I kind of know what your answers are going to be. But it's good for the for the uh, audience you, to listen the, to. The thing that I took out of that was how do we get guys and girls to realize or to go through that? Right. Keep going. I'm just going to take my jumper off. My my my, my view is this. Two things. First thing is, I think school settings, um, n- not so much academically just yet, but it's it's kind of getting there now, and I started to see it when I was back at university days too. Yeah. But certainly in school, certainly with some of how, how I see some kids being brought up, and everybody can parent in their own way. I'm not here to tell people how to parent in a certain way because um, parenting is hard enough as it is, mm-hmm. but I've got my opinion of what I do for me personally. Yeah. But it's all personal experience. But as certainly well. in in schools, for example, I don't think we allow or we don't put our kids in a position enough when we try to actually go as far as protecting them from failing these days. Yeah. And I think that's a big place to start. Um, so what I would probably see is like you know, and, and we've we've probably talked about this a little bit before, but you know, if someone's running as something as simple as like an athletics carnival. And yeah. they've got like ten kids running a race. Every kid is getting a ribbon. Yeah, you know, for yeah. you know, if you if you the come typical first, eighth, eighth place ribbon. Second, third gets a ribbon. Fourth gets a ribbon. 
fifth place gets a ribbon. Yeah. And then you've got like participation ribbons all the way up to position ribbon 10. Yeah. And I've seen it on an athletics field before where like kids are running a race and the kid like was running, running, running and then saw that he lost, clearly just lost. Yeah. Everybody crossed the line, literally stopped before the line, like, like centimeters before the line, mm-hmm. dropped on his knees and just started crying. Yeah. Now, I don't know the situation of the kid, you know, what, what's what's kind of going on there. But as a general thing, because I've seen kids get upset in general yeah. over not winning stuff as it is. Yeah. I've been a kid before. I wasn't born an adult. So I understand what it feels like to lose. Mm-hmm. And I'm speaking from experience with it, watching my kids going through different stuff too. It's okay for them to not come first yeah. and to know they didn't come first. Yeah. Like we've got this complex in, in society where it's like, you can't let people know that they failed because everyone, you know, there's there's no real failures. There's only lessons. Yeah. Well, well you learn both. from it, it's but both. there's still definitely a failure. Yeah. If you start a business and you invest 200 grand into running it and then it bottoms out and you lose 200 grand mm-hmm. because you chose to sleep in, you fucked up. Yeah. That's just an example. That's a failure. Yeah. It's a big failure. Yeah. If you go to go do a driving test, and you're like, nah, fuck it. I'm a I'm perfect driver. I'm not going to study for it. And you go to drive and you failed it. Yeah. You failed the test. Yeah. Like it's as simple as that. Yeah. If you go for a job interview and you don't get the job interview for whatever reason it is, um, and if there's a genuine reason that you didn't get it because you weren't skilled enough, there were better candidates than you, whatever it is, and you failed at getting the position, okay, you didn't get it. You failed at getting the position. Mm-hmm. doesn't mean you're a failure. Yeah. If you don't win a race, doesn't mean you're a failure. Yeah. It means that you might have failed at winning something, but it's not a bad thing. I think people have got this this negative association to the word. It's a stigma. Failure. It's There's a stigma, stigma to of it. failure. Yeah. Like I almost essentially. Sorry, I don't mean to cut you off there. Um, it was. It's more of a case of like I'm also looking at. Um, I agree with everything you just said, though. By the way, I'm also looking at the experiencing the psychological emotions attached to failure. The embarrassment, if there is embarrassment, especially if it's a team sport type thing, the feeling of letting someone down, uh, the feeling of not wanting to be needed, not getting selected for a team. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Uh, the feeling of coming eighth in out of out of ten. Yeah. Uh, do, do, what's that that feeling? And it's like, it's almost like I feel like that feeling, that psychological feeling, should be somehow like a almost like a booby trap, purposely done at some point. At kids' lives, so they can experience it. That that was going to be my point. Is yeah. we we wouldn't need to somehow Even create they, the situation if we actually just let them fail for realsy. But right? again, there are kids out there that just athletically are really good, academically are really good, and they don't necessarily fail. They just they 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 do good. They may not be a ninety plus student, mm. but they never experience true failure. Like I'm talking like ten percent in an exam coming last there, there are some there are some kids that just don't experience that yeah some kids just kind of coast yeah and they do well enough not to experience that deep heartache yeah that feeling so what's what i'm trying to say is how do you get them into that situation yeah i'm talking about like is it bad because i'm thinking I was, I was kind of thinking about it i'm like i want my boys right yeah. and i and and i in a sense in my household i guess i'm a little bit tougher on them because i want them to experience that like you know that like Shit, I got to. I just got to try just that little bit harder. Bit 
you know, you got to feel the grit. And it pains me all the time as a dad. I feel like just like going, yeah, yeah, yeah no, Making it's all it good. Easy. You want to make it easy for him. You want to make it easy because it's you're watching this, like, not car crash, but you're watching their emotions going at a million miles an hour. And yeah. you want them to succeed. But at the same time, you're not doing them any service by going, oh, no, no, it's okay. No, you did well. You did well. When they didn't, for whatever reason. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And I'm, I'm almost saying, like, we should... I, we should almost replicate that on a constant level. Yeah. And it, like you said, schools and uh, athletics carnivals, s- sports teams don't, we we don't put ourselves in a situation to do that because of the stigma of failing. We yeah. don't want our kids to experience it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, that's essentially. Look, I think some kids, if some kids are very good at a whole bunch of things or at whatever that they're really, really good at, I guess throwing them into a different situation where they kind of have to stretch themselves like purposely, purposely might help. Yeah, I've got two two views on that. I think yes, you'd certainly create the opportunity earlier on for them to have to stretch and yeah. kind of explore different things. Because when, like, admittedly, when you go into like the workforce, yeah, you don't always like what you have to do. Yeah, even if you're in like your dream job, right? Yeah. Which yeah. if anybody's actually found a real true dream job, like. If, if you're in like a dream job, for example, there's always going to be something that comes up where you're like, this is my least favorite task. Yeah. And I don't really, I'm not really good at it. I don't really know how to do it. So that's really when you need to have had the experience where you can kind of stretch yourself in those situations, right? Mm-hmm. It may benefit, you know, youth, teenagers, young adults, kids, you know, to maybe experience that a little bit earlier. So that's maybe not forcing them, but pushing them into trying different things that they're not used to usually trying. So yeah. if they're really, really, really good at soccer, for example. Yeah. Um, it's like this summer, you're doing this sport. Yeah. So I've got a view. I think on one side, it's a good thing. But then on the flip side, I'm like, but if they're good at them. something anyway, yeah. then I support doubling down on what they're already good at. Yeah. And so this is where this is where so I'm kind of I I not that I'm sitting on the fence, but I'm undecided as yet on this journey so far. Yeah, as to whether or not that's definitely a good way of doing it. Yeah, it may mean that you find um, more real life situations that someone's likely going to face. For example, setting up a bank account from when they're young and getting them to save. Yeah, and then if they turn around and say, "I want to buy X, Y, and Z." Well, just letting them buy it. Yeah. And then realizing, well, hold on a second, it took me 12 months to save for an a Xbox new computer game. Yeah. or a new Xbox. Did I really, or a new did I really need that? Kind did of I really need it when I really wanted emotions. to go and get a remote control car yeah. or a new um, Or if I save for two or three more years. set or something, whatever yeah. it is, right? Or if I had saved for two or three more years, I would have bought something with more value. With more, more value. More tangibility you, you, as well. Do you give set them up with more realistic... This is what I'm saying. Things, I'd probably benefit. I think they'd benefit from that a little bit more. I'm definitely more so no, no longer sitting on that fence. Yeah. I've, like I said, like it's probably it's been these little things have been happening, but maybe the last couple of weeks of more so thinking. I really like. I'm conscious, yeah. and it's almost it's. Almost, I almost feel slack in a sense. It's almost like. You know, it's like that drill sergeant that never is happy with their with their lieutenant. Do you know what I mean? It's like you see him do really well, and then all of a sudden you're like, I'm going to switch it up on him right now to yeah. make him uncomfortable because yeah. I feel like it just, you know, they they're always on. They're just kind of like always on edge in a sense. But I, there's again, there's that fine line. You know, we but as they're growing up, they want they need encouragement and all mm. that kind of stuff. But 
it, 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 that, I know what you're saying. It's that kind of sitting on the fence thing. It's I feel like I'm more so going on that side of keeping them co- constantly on their toes. Yeah. I, I found myself even like, you know, as a leader now of different teams and stuff like that, I found myself in positions where, um, you know, because I have I may have picked up a skill over the years and, and I know how to do something and then I've got someone who's trying to pick up that skill now and they propose to do it in a certain way just because of experience. I know yeah. it may not necessarily work out in the best way. Mm-hmm. Not that it's a bad way. It's just there are probably easier and better ways to get to the outcome. Yeah. Um, but I'll, they'll propose something and I'll be like, all right, it's your call. If you want to do it that way, then you can. And you just know in the back and of And I head. know in the back of my head it's probably not going to be the quickest, easiest, most efficient, smartest, greatest output way. Let me ask way. you a question. Do you do that because you Because want- I want them to learn a lesson. Okay. And I want them to... Even though you're Even responsible you, for their for their um yeah, I wouldn't kids. do it to something that I was dramatically bad. No, no, but like, but it's your it's your impact, team it's member. More, it's it your could te- be a team member, right? Okay, yeah. Um, you know, just over my career of being a leader, where people in the past might have said, you know, I want to I want to work on this particular task, and and this is how I'm going to do it. And I'm like, I give them my opinion. I'll say, look, this is what I'm thinking. This is my experience. What it would be like. And if they're steadfast and saying, no, I really want to do it this way, yeah. I don't argue with it. Yeah. I'll be like, okay, okay, fine, go for it. Yeah, I'm like that too. Go for it. Just go and try it. If it works out, then you get the full credit and, and I'll put them on a pedestal and say, great job, right? Yeah. If it didn't work out, I'd be like, all right, well, it didn't you know, work well, out. I'll, I go a step further. <laughs> like, you know, when people say, oh, um, that classic saying, um, I'm not the type of person to tell you I told you so. I'm, I'm, I'll put my hand up right now. I'm, always that guy to tell you i told you so <laughs> i've done that too <laughs> i am i'm like when people say oh like you know that's that, that like whole few. kind of like humbleness ego thing like i'm not the type to tell people i told them so like i am definitely that fucking type i will tell you yeah look you shouldn't have fucking done that like i'm definitely that person yeah I- i've done that too but probably it's it, it, in it, my I, situation has probably been a little bit more out of ego if i'm being honest only because and if, I, don't, I don't feel like i've got a big ego but no, like i feel I like it's important for people to go yeah, motherfucker, I know you told me that, but I hate the fact that you're telling me. Yeah, and I yeah, didn't yeah. want you to say I told you so because it was going to dig me a bigger hole, but now I feel that yeah. hole and I, I, I'll I go fa- back, and le- back and learn from it because you're <laughs> digging it for me constantly. I've found that when you kind of try to... I feel like, like I learned that way better. When I was coming through my ranks, I was like... like The way I was mentored was very much like, so I've got this patient, um, they're experiencing X, Y, Z... They can't move this way. They can't move that way. They're experiencing pain at night, this, this, and that. And then I'll be like, they'll be like, okay, so what do you want to do? And I'm like, well, I'm feeling like I should do this and I should put this plan into place and this rehabilitation program into place. And then I was constantly questioned, not as, okay, cool. It's like, oh, but why? And then I explain it and they go, and why? And why? Yeah. Oh, okay. And why? And why? And then I'm like, I just told you why. And then he kind of makes you think. And when the more questions they'd go, but yeah, why, but why, you go, Oh yeah, okay. Now I see it. I'm doing yeah. it right. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. that's how I was done. But there were times I'd be like, no, no, no. This is this is the best way. This is how they told me, and this is me telling myself. Yeah. Because I don't want to go down that path because I'm here. I am wanting to take the credit. Yeah. And then I go and do it. I fuck it up. I come back. I tell them that I fucked it up, and then they go, "Well, you know, I fucking, fucking told, told you, told you so." so. <laughs> and I was like, "Motherfucker!" Like I hate when he tells me I told you so. But I was like, "Shit!" You 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 go back. You're so 
pissed off. Not necessarily, obviously, taking your anger out at them because of the way that they've set it up. You know, I told you so. Yeah. But I told you so yeah. really gets you into a point where you go, I'm, I don't want him to ever say, I fucking, I told you so ever again. Do you know what I mean? And that's where I'm getting at with this whole failure thing. It's like, yeah. you've got to tell people like, no, dude, you you suck. So I've seen my, found myself in a situation similar to that a few times in the past where it's like, you know that you're like, either you're getting paid to do the specific task, you've yeah. built up the experience and the, you've kind of, you know, earned your stripes and stuff in a specific task. Yeah. And you're advising and consulting on a specific thing. Yeah. But no matter what you say, because they already made the decision that it has to be done a certain way. And then I've literally found myself saying, listen, in three weeks time, yeah. in two weeks time, in six weeks time, we're going to look back and you're going to be like, Ivan said, I'm going to tell, I'm going to say, I'm literally, and I've explained exactly what's going to happen. I'm like, this is what's going to happen. It's going to be blah, 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 blah. But yeah. you're following me this way. Uh-huh. If you want to go and do that, go and do it. Yeah. But this is what's potentially going to happen. Yeah. Like, no, no, we want to proceed. There's a good option. I met, bark, I've yeah. marked, marked my words. When it's come to that six-week point and it's failed, I've literally slapped the table and I said, I fucking told you this <laughs> yeah. is exactly what was going to happen. I, lo- I love you doing it. I listen love because of this. It. Why am I even here? Yeah, exactly. Why are you explaining? <laughs> what is like? But honestly, on, on, on an egotistical level, it, that's what I mean how good ego. does it fucking that, that's feel? That's what I meant by ego. But that's it's a good thing. I know it's it a good is. Thing. It's I, not I like look at is. me. I'm so fucking smart, and you're so dumb. It's, it's a it's obnoxiously good in a certain way because like you feel a, good. There's a lesson in that, but though. there's a lesson there's in that. Huge yes. lesson. And I've, I've even found myself in situations where I'm just like, you know what? If you want to do it that way. Just go and do it. Because there's situation A and situation B. Situation A is, I fucking told you so. And everybody knows what that feels like. Yeah. It's like, what a prick. He just did it in front of everybody in the boardroom. Ivan, I fucking told you so. And everyone's like, oh, fuck, look at Ivan. And everyone's looking at you and you're going all red. And you're like, that's situation A. Situation B is Mr. Noble at the front and kind of goes, so team uh, results weren't that great. Mm, okay. Awkward silence for maybe about 20 seconds. And everyone's just like, Okay, anyways, well, we've learned from that, and so let's go on to the next task. That person that's sitting across the boardroom knows that they're responsible for it. They go, thank God. Yes. Okay. Because I'm a hybrid of Okay, so this is what I'm saying. See that specific moment, the, thank God. That, when you do that. It doesn't do them a service. It doesn't do them a service. This is what I'm, that's the the feeling. Yes. That's the feeling I'm talking about. I don't want you to feel that. Yes. I want you to feel the, Oh, fuck, he's going to do it. He's going to do it. Oh, Ivan, I fucking told you so. And you're like, son of a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> he did I, it. I, and you feel like shit. You got out there and I'm like, fuck, I hate that guy. <laughs> and it's it's so good for you, though. No, it's I know. It's so On a pure sense, for you, it man. is. I, I remember as well, like I had one, back when, back when I was like early days starting out, like in, in my science career, there was like, I worked for one place, right? And there was... It was like a lot of pressure. Like if you literally made a mistake, it could be a catastrophic mistake where you wipe out an entire day's worth of stuff. Yeah. Like, and it it had a big impact financially. It had a big impact for the end the customer. Like, and and what I'm talking about the smallest mistake is if you like, if you spilt half a mil of liquid on on a floor. Yeah. Like you literally wiped out six hours, eight hours of your work. Yeah. Like it was that critical. Yeah. Um, Ownership. But it was at a point where if you made a mistake and you didn't make that many because you knew the pressure was on and they were like, they were dead set on like, don't fuck up. And they'd yeah. say that. They'd be like, listen, don't fuck don't up. Fuck up. Yeah. If you if you fuck up, you're, it's going to have a big impact. Yeah. So 
be sure. Yes. And you're like, fuck, I've got to be sure. There's like, not like, oh, I'm pretty sure. No, no, no. no I want like, pretty sure. Like, be sure. I want fucking 100%. And if yes. it's 99, tell me it's 99 so we can fucking fix this before we yes. hand it in. And it's actually 99 and it should have been 100. And then if you if you made the mistake, and I probably made like two mistakes, maybe three. Because you're, you're human. Over the years, right? Yeah. And it was to the point where I'd walk out of the room and then and the manager was like, they'd look and it was a firm look, but it was like, so what have we learned? <laughs> and they just wait for you to answer the question. Yeah, so yeah. what have we learned? Or yeah. what have you learned? And it's like, I, I probably should have done this, this, and this. That's okay. It's ownership. And they just look at you firmly. And they go, okay. And they said it. And you're like, so what have you learned? And you had to explain what you didn't. And you're like, all right, fuck, that ain't going to happen again. And then mark, mark your bottom dollar. Next time you went in the room, you were going to go oh, do the triple chip You were like, everything. triple chip, triple chip, 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 chip. You know what? Let me just check that check again. I'm check the check of the check and the check. And it was, and, and it worked. But what that also does as well is it keeps your ego in check. Yeah, as of course. Well. Because it, there's, there's two parts to failing. There's the actual physical task that's in, at the hand. And then there's your actual ego in mm. check as well. It's like knowing that someone, like nobody likes to be told that you're wrong. No, I don't care who you are in this world. Nobody likes to be told you fucked up, you did wrong because there's this sense of like devaluement in, in yourself, in the product that you're trying to deliver, whatever it is, you feel lesser than that person telling you instantaneously. Yeah. I don't care who you are, you're going to feel like shit. But that checks your ego. Yeah. And you che- then, once you get better, and this is this is the plus side to failing, okay? Once you get better at that job, you become humble. You, you become humble. Yes. Okay. You become humble, but then your ego is a little bit different. Okay. You're probably then going to a position where you're you're doing this to the juniors below you. Yeah. And you can act that way because you've done the fucking fuck ups. Yeah. If you haven't done the fuck ups, how the hell are you going to tell someone exactly. else not to fuck up? You haven't walked the okay? walk before. And a, a prime example I can think of was when I was maybe in like in year nine or year 10. Okay. Um, for some reason, I used to always used to always do indoor soccer for like school sport. Remember, school sport used to be on Thursdays. Yeah. And for some reason, it was cancelled one time. I don't know. I forget what it was. And everyone got told, "Oh, you're you're going to this sport and you're going to this sport." I went to Hapkido. Okay. That was the best. Okay. So again, when you're 14, when you're 15, 16 years old, you go to the gym, you pump up, you got a bit of, you know, you yeah. got that like athletic kind of young, like young buck kind of muscle. Yeah. You think you're good. Okay, yeah. you think you're good, and here I am at Hopkins. Like, oh, cool! This young know, do these do, do this stuff, and in your mind, you don't think anybody can take you down. Yeah. You don't think anybody can do anything to you because you're 16 and you're full of testosterone, and you just you think you're king shit. Okay, yeah. and then this ringing wet 60 kilogram Asian kid is about to. Uh, you do a thing on me and I'm like, he's not going to... And as I'm thinking, he's not going to... Whoosh, I get thrown upside down and I land flat. And you know when you get thrown in Hapkido, yeah, right? Yeah, You land you. and, and my, my ankles clanked. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that fucking hurt. And I look yeah. up and it's this ringing wet Asian 60 kilogram kid and I was embarrassed. Yeah. And I was like, my ego just got checked. Because they had been a tra- they know, had trained genuinely. They're just in the a sport. student. They're just they a, were student. a student. They're a student at my yeah. school, and and but I was they never, had done hapkido before. They're doing right? hapkido. Oh, so that's, they, that's, knew. That, yeah. they knew. They know how to that do was it. Their thing. And I'm not sure whether he was you know experienced or black belt or whether he's just been doing that for the whole school term and he's just perfected the art of that. Do you know what it's called? Uh, are we the girigami or whatever it's called? It's got oh, a name. Some sort of a throw. okay. And he threw me in the air and I went flying. Anyways, what was awesome about that was he's like, oh, dude, are you okay? He helped me up. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm cool, dude. And I was like, 
check me out the door. Do you know what I mean? And that was an important lesson as yeah. well because you think that you're Mr. Tough yeah. and then you all of a sudden you're not Mr. You Tough. You get a lesson. And then guess what I wanted to do the following week? Learn from I wanted me. to go to fucking Hapkido. Yeah. So then I went to Hapkido and now I knew how to fucking throw things now. So, yeah. so it's like, it, there's a lesson in like, not, yeah, fake it till you make it, but you really got to, you got to do the, the work sometimes as well. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And it kind of goes back to the whole, there's the two parts to the failing. There's the actual physical task and then there's the checking your ego mm. in as well. And then once I went back into the Hapkira class and like, this is how you do it. This is how you position their hips. This is where you put your leg and you throw your shoulder like this. And all of a sudden I was like, whoa, oh, wow, this is awesome. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. So it's, you learn. And if you can't, if you don't, you don't go through that process. And if, I, if I'm 100% sure, if I wasn't thrown through the middle of the air and clanked my ankles and had a sore moment, like a bruised ego, I would have never gone through that process. Yeah. I you know understand. what I mean? And I think it's important to put kids, teenagers, even young adults into, into a position. Of like, that. I think I f- almost feel like it has to be a part of mental training. When things are going great, set yourself up to do something that there is a bit of a risk in failure. Yeah. One of the things that I've always found a challenge is, and this is probably just because of how I choose, like, because if I, if I strip it back, right, and look at what we've been talking about now, there is a real thing about failure, right? You you fail, you make a mistake. After a while, when you become okay with the idea and of you've failing. done it enough, yeah. it ends up becoming not something that you fear, but you kind of know is going to happen. You, you expect it. it, you work with it, you embrace it, right? And I always find it difficult, like... And, and I know you run a business and, and you've got your own, you know, your own business stuff and you, you kind of do your own thing. So you have, probably haven't had to sit in, you know, the interviews like I've ever had to sit in. And I've also been a recruiter, so I've been on the other side of the table. Mm-hmm. But there's this one question you often get asked, right, when you're in an interview. And the question something along the lines of like, what was a time where you failed or you didn't quite achieve a certain thing? Or, you know, what? tell me about a specific failure and what you did or a negative or a challenge or something like that. What you find is a challenge, right? Yeah. The The problem with that is after you've done it that many times and you become okay with it, you don't necessarily look, look at it as like it's a challenge or it's a failure. Mm-hmm. It makes it very difficult to kind of identify one that's real. And you're like, well... Yeah, that was a failure, but I quite kind of enjoyed it happening and I got something out of it in the end anyway. So it wasn't really a failure. Because it took me down and this path. And I get really and... analytical about the whole thing, right? Yeah. Um, but it, but what, I think what they're referring to is what did... Because I think failure as well... It comes, it's a trick question. It's, it's it is a, a trick, trick question. question. But I think there's an emotion attached to failure. Yes, it's how do you respond in those situations. Because there are people that just be like, Johnny, you failed your math test. And they just go, meh. Yeah. It's like he failed... But he didn't feel that emotion. If he doesn't feel the emotion, I don't think he failed. Yeah. This is the, again, what I'm trying to say. It's 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 tagging the emotion to it. If I think what the recruiter is asking is how you responded. Of course, that's, it's, I think it's, that's it's what a, they're it's trying. It's a question to, they're trying to find out. You know, how, how you do you respond to, to a the, certain to the, situation? Yeah, do you just right. kind of like give up or get resentment towards somebody else? Did you take ownership of it? Did, did you, you cry? Did you blame someone? Did you pass the bar? Yeah. yeah. Did you kind of use it to then? pilot something else after you had developed a good thing after your lesson and then you rolled it out somewhere else what was the winning success what was the arc in the whole thing yeah. right what was the lesson learned yeah what was the lesson learned but it's it's one of these things that when you become very comfortable with the idea of failure it, it almost doesn't feel like failure after a while you kind of get okay with it yeah um, I think that's a good thing a good place to be at though as well oh, of course it is I don't think you get to that though in your like 
well, I'm 30, I'm, I'm, I'm 33 in August and I feel more comfortable with it now. But if you were to tell 23 year old me that, I'd be like, I would be shitting bricks. Which part? The being comfortable with failure. Like a, the idea of doing something that would remotely have a risk of failure, I probably wouldn't do it because I was more so afraid of the feeling of failure and what it may be perceived as and what people thought and rah, rah. Cause you're still in your young, tw- in your early twenties, you, you, a lot of it's got to do with the outside noise, it, what everybody, how everybody yeah. perceives your failure, whatever it is that you're trying to attempt to do. Yeah. You know what I mean? So again, could we do that earlier? Like maybe in the earlier decades. Yeah. So that by the time you get to your twenties, you're more comfortable with it. I would I would almost be certain if you were to go out there and ask a whole bunch of twenty to twenty nine year olds uh, if they're comfortable with like truly, 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 if they're comfortable with the idea of failing, I would massive percentage of them would say no. Mm. Whereas people, most people in their thirties, let's just assume by that stage they've had children. Um, because if you have children, because you're you know sleep deprived and whatever, you probably make stuff up anyways because you are tired. And then the more you make, you kind of the more you get better at it, and you kind of get into the groove. And you're like, oh, failure's not so bad. You actually learn yeah. from things as well. I'm curious on a lesson of like on a journey of like self awareness now, right? Yeah. Do you think there's ever a situation looking back where you've defined something or you've told yourself a story that it wasn't really a failure, but it probably was? Because I can think of things for myself now I when really I think, think back, of it right? as in uh, an example, as in like something I've told myself or people. Yeah, we're like, about oh failure. no, it wasn't really a failure, but probably to some extent it probably was. Okay, and so I, think, I faked it. I said I it wasn't a failure. Could have been, right? Uh, probably. I can't really like, think of it. Because if I moment. think back now, right, and I look at when I used to run my martial arts school, I was really young. Very I was like young. 21, right? 21. Pushing 22. 22. Max. Yeah. Right? I hadn't had this whole. I hadn't had like a real lifelong. When did you get married experience. again? About twenty four, five, yeah. I got married at twenty four. So you would have been about. I was 21, engaged. 22. I think twenty three. I think something like that. Yeah. So and I I asked my wife to get marry me while I was running school too. So running the running the business too. So that would have been twenty. You're about 22, 23. I was about 22, I, I think. you did right? it from about 20 to 23, like kind of like by the Ish. time you started it and by the time you kind of wound yeah, wound it. But down. it wasn't a full three year thing. But if I look back now, I was really young. But taking that excuse aside of a oh, whole, it's young. Mm-hmm. I had wanted to rate, run a martial arts school for a long time, mm-hmm. right? And I did well when I was doing it, right? Yeah. But but there probably came a point where I got a little bit too complacent. Yeah. Yes, multi-potential. I, I like doing different things. I like trying out different things. But in its reality, in its in its essence, and it was a lesson for me now that I've looking back, I've learned on, and I've probably I've taken it subconsciously throughout life now to know that look, sometimes you kind of have to push through with stuff, mm-hmm. even if you don't quite like what it's is, it is. You know, like yeah. the whole aspect of everything. Mm-hmm. At the time. I probably got a little bit complacent because it was my full-time thing. I had deferred and, you know, left university at that point and I was just focusing on this and that, focusing on the school. And then I knew I had to build up like a lot of it from a marketing point of view. And if I got into like a dip or things kind of got a little bit quiet, I started to get a little bit comfortable and I probably didn't put in as much time and effort that I needed to to keep it going as much as I wanted it to grow and accelerate, right? Mm -hmm. So it started to slow down. Then it gets to the point where you're like, well, is it really what I really want to do now? It's a motivation thing as well. You know, you kind of get a little bit unmotivated in yeah. regard. So when I look and back you'd now- You expect that at that age as well. You, you can, but because at the, the same moment- time, if we strip away all those excuses, yeah. and I'm trying to get to the pureness now from a point of humility, it was a failure, mm-hmm. right? Okay. 
And it's a thing that I've learned because I've since been able to do things after that where I've done well, like my career that I built up now. You know, um, it shaped you. It, it shaped what I've done, and I know I kind of I tend to push through things more now and and slug it out past maybe a two year period now than what I used to do because that's usually my turnaround cycle. Yeah, that's the multi-potential um, in you. Yeah, but for for the purposes of like sustaining family, for you know, um, you know, building up. Um, like a solid financial foundation, for example. Mm. Um, just those general things that you need to do in life. Yeah. Having realized that sometimes I need to push through hard, push through the harder times, it's helped. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I've got a much more bigger appreciation for, um, you know, rising earlier uh, to go and do, you know, whether it be like marketing, for example. Something as stupid as marketing, for example, as yeah. simple as that in a business. Uh, not stupid as, but something, something. I'm not like, not at, as at the time. I'm saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, probably yeah. how I, I feel like. Mean. Oh, I don't really feel like doing it. And it's a little bit tough. Whereas if I look back now, and in hindsight, I'm like, with the amount of knowledge I've gained since, yeah. because I've pushed through things, I know so much more about marketing now, yeah. and about building audience, and about engaging things. And at the time, I was doing pretty good yeah. for what I had for that time. You know, yeah. had I have pushed through. Yeah. I probably would have done really well, yeah, because it was on the trajectory of doing well, yeah. You know, I was wasn't I was not difficult in a one one and a half year period to sign up more than a hundred people in a school. Mm. Like some people find that very difficult, but yeah. it was very easy to do, yeah. Um, but complacency setting in, this and that, on top of the whole natural tendency to move away from things. Mm-hmm. If I look back now, I could probably say, yeah, it was a failure on my yeah. part. Mm-hmm. Um. So to me, that's a big learning lesson. Yeah, like, you know, and okay. you can deny it as much as you can. I think in hindsight, you can look back and you can come to. So, what were you telling yourself then, though? Um, as opposed to obviously, you're openly saying it now. So maybe it's not really what I want to do now. It's probably not growing as much. Um, do I really want to do this every single day? Do yeah. I really want to be doing it at night time all the time? You kind of make these excuses as a young person. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, which is there's, there's some truth to it as it well. It is, though. but then I found myself doing graveyard night shifts from midnight to eight <laughs> o'clock every single day of the week a few years later. Yeah, because fast forward a few years you later, fast forward a few years, but you turn around and you say to yourself, "Well, hold on a second, I've got a family now. Maybe yeah. I have to do this. Maybe I've got to put in." And I said, oh, "I wouldn't want to be doing night shift." Then I found myself or working nights, but then I found myself doing a full on night shift. Yeah. So you learn lessons from that. Hundred percent. You know, and I think that's important. I think for me, I, I'm, I'm, I. I think I shared it before. The switch for me was, um, and this is this was almost to us. They almost mirrored each other. My academic standpoint at school, and my athletic standpoint um, on you know because I used to play soccer. Well, I still do, but I, I played competitive quite competitively at a at a young age. Yeah. Um, it was always very much whether it was my teachers, my coaches, my strength and conditioning coaches, my career guide, guidance counselors were always saying like. You, you, you know you've got real good talent but you're just not you're just not pushing yourself yeah and that was always my that was always my like my Achilles heel mm. I was never I, I could never really right now truly say if I look back I never really try to say that I gave everything 100% mm. whether it was an exam an assessment task whatever it is like for example when I was playing soccer and you know, I always had a coach and I got to a fairly good reasonable level in soccer yeah. to a point where like my biggest Achilles heel was the off season yeah. I would eat like shit I wouldn't do any training and I was considered professional 
to a, yeah. to a certain degree. Do you know what I mean? And it's like, and my coaches would be like, look at you, you're a man. I'd come into preseason, I'd be, I'd be the first one on the sideline spewing up because, well, you know, like I'd eaten donuts and stuff like that. Yeah. And I'd just make excuses. Yeah. Like now I can look back and, but I was like, oh, but it was this and um, my, my hammy sore. And I literally actually got a proper hammy injury. But anyways, you know, like, but looking back, yeah, there was always, there was always a thing and I never quite and essentially made it. And not that I ever kind of wanted to, but when you're, you know, 16, you think, oh, I'm going to be, you know, in the next whatever. And it wasn't until like, just finished school yeah. is when it all kind of like clicked for me. So I can comfortably say yeah. that the moment I started my career in in rehabilitation and physical therapy, I never actually really failed because I'd done so much failing for like 13 years yeah, yeah. prior. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Of constantly just never really giving things 100%. Yeah. That was like, it was, it was collective. I never really fully failed at school. I never really fully failed at soccer, but I never really gave it 100% my all my 100% at everything it was always yeah. very much like yeah it'll be alright I'll do it tomorrow it was a very lackluster approach yeah. to most things and that's why right now you know especially once I finished school and I was studying and then I was doing like not graveyard shifts but like I used to work at Aldi mm. and um, because I was you know studying at night doing a lot of my courses kind of like in the afternoon well I needed to earn money as well so I was doing a lot of my shifts at like 4 or 5 o'clock in the morning yeah. and you know everybody everybody knows when you're getting up at that kind of hour in the morning and you've done it a zillion times it doesn't it's, it's not a great feeling no do you know what i mean but when you experience that certain feeling it yeah. just it just shapes you yeah you know and um kind of you know trying to bounce this a similar story from what you just said that's probably for me that i can think of would be the fact that i never fully um gave a hundred percent and to be honest i think that's failing to a perspective it's like my hundred yeah. percent could have been that much better. I could have maybe instead of getting 75% in exam, I could have got maybe 90. Yeah. If I gave it my 100%. So yeah. to me, that's a failure. I've always, yeah, I, I agree. I think that's, you know, you make some good points there. Like I like pushing yourself. I was never one to push myself. Well, I find that, I find that and I consistently do it even to now. And I'm even coming around now thinking about it again, but I'm kind of looking at it from a different approach now because I want to start getting back into it. But I've gone on and off going to the gym over the years quite a few times. Mm-hmm. When I first, first committed, I, because I, I, when I was back at early university days, I was like 63, 64 kilos, right? Mm-hmm. And super skinny arm. Like I was at, what, what is the different, um, different body types? You like know, endomorph, ectomorph, ectomorph. Like, yeah. What's the mesomorph. real skinny one? Right? Um, it's one of like ectomorph or something like that. The smaller one. Yeah, right? I don't generally refer to it, but yeah, I know what you mean. It's, Those, I can't remember what It's they very were, much a physical education yeah, type. Um, but it was, I was like skinny, right? I'd get into like a small or an extra small shirt and yeah. the sleeves were still hanging. loose. They were hanging and I was like, fuck, I hate this. Like, and when you're a guy, you're at uni, you're early You want to get swole, baby. You want to get, exactly, <laughs> you want to get swole, right? S-W-O-L-L. Again, it's this immaturity thought thing. But, but it's time, what you do at that but age. But it's what you do at that age. There's nothing wrong with it at that age. And yeah. I think if that's what people are doing, that's what they're doing. That's what it is. But there was one point where I managed to go from like 63 kilos to like I think it was like 82 yeah. in like four month period, yeah. five month period. Small baby. <laughs> yeah, and, baby. And I was like at the gym You're six like, days a week. Ronnie Coleman was your spirit animal. He, he was, but it was the time when like, you know, Ronnie Coleman. There was times where I'd was, walk in and I'd be like, dude, what are you cooking? You're like, 
Chicken and egg whites. Yeah, baby. <laughs> I was like, okay, you go hard, for it, buddy. But, was, but at the time, I was like, you grew very quick, though. I, I was high to eat a lot of calories, and I trained six times a week. Lightweight, sometime- baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, buddy. <laughs> That's what he said. <laughs> yeah, buddy. <laughs> yeah, buddy. Um, and I, but I was like into it, right? And I was like. Six, as I said, six times a week, but twice a day sometimes. I'd yeah. go in the morning, I'd go back at night time. And I was like dedicated. It came with an obsession. And it sense. came with an obsession. Yeah. But then it was like, do I really want to do this anymore? For yeah. whatever reason. And you just went, yeah. And I, and I kind of, and, and I stopped going, right? And I was at the point where I probably could have started cutting back and getting a little bit lean and getting, getting some shape after that because I had gotten quite big. Yeah. Not like not like. Bulk. We've discussed this before about not, you not personally. Bulk, this right? is your, this is your personality. It is, but it's it. one of the things that I don't necessarily like about my personality. Oh, I so think that's your strength, th- though. No, I know, but I've picked up and done lots of different things, yeah. and I've learnt lots of different things. But at the same time, I'm very self-aware to know that flipping that many times. Yes, you can call it great. You learn lots of different things, but it does have its downfalls mm-hmm. because you don't follow through with something all of the time. There's some things I do follow through with. But you take more risks. But I, I tend to take more risks and try lots Whereas of different someone things. someone like me, once I get a hold of something, I like grab it, strangle hold it. I perf- like perfection of pung perfection yeah. right till I can squeeze the last little bit of juice out of it. Yep. And then I keep squeezing until like but there's you no won't life do that left. To lots of different things, right? Or not, whereas I don't do that to a lot. That's I, right. Whereas you just kind of go, yeah, he's dead. That. Let's just keep going. That's right. I'll squeeze half the lemon, get what I want out and of it, and get, then I'll be like, squeeze the lime now. Squeeze, and then I've got squeeze one the seed. Now nah, I'm done. Move yeah. on. I want whereas to do I'm something like, else. Just squeeze that motherfucker right down. To Which the... I envy in some regards. Right? And I envy that yours in, in some so regards as well. What I'd be, what I, and to me, I can look at that as a potential failure because there's been a few times where I've gone to the gym and I've failed. However, in the life experience that I have now, because <laughs> back in my day, floating quotation, right? <laughs> yeah, it's I've learned things now because now with now we're at a point now where. What exactly have you learned though? That it's that I'll, that if I pick up something new, there will come a point yeah. where I'm gonna get uncomfortable. Okay, you don't like that bit. No, I. It's, I I'm just throwing it, it out there. It, it it comes naturally to me because I like trying lots of different things, and when I get something out of it, I move on because yeah. I feel like I've got something out of it. Yeah. But I'd be lying if I said sometimes things became uncomfortable, mm-hmm. and then I make an excuse that maybe I don't want to keep doing it for whatever and reason. You set that up so that for it's... me that's the gym, yeah. and it's eating right. Because gym... I've gone vegan, vegetarian, on and off for like the good part of a decade now. Yes, you have. And. But the gym might not be your environment, though. The gym's not for everybody. No, I know that. But the but, it, coming from a physical therapist, I personally don't like the environment. I don't like the gym. I like I like the. I know what the gym is good for, especially yes. in the rehabilitation perspective. But it, like the the environment of the gym is not your place. To no, get I know. Fit per, it, it's per, not. But even if I was in like a quieter gym, it'd probably be the same thing for yeah, me. Because at the end of the day, it's lift weights, tear muscle. Micro repair and grow. repair and repeat essentially yeah but i know that that process builds muscle yes right yeah it's like this is just what it is yeah so for me if i go back to the gym i know the gym will give that result if yeah. i put in the time it might take 22 years three years five years to get a really good result right but it will yeah the problem is is that i know that if i start it i've got this preconceived thought in my head yeah that i'm like 
but am I just going to quit? Am I going to fail at it again? Yeah. And it sometimes limits me from repicking it up. Mm-hmm. But I'm at the point where I want to go just for health in general, yeah. for lifestyle, for different physique. I'm getting older now. Yeah. I know I'm early still. People are saying, Yvonne, you're only 34. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> but I'll be 40 soon. Time goes quick when you've got a family, right? Oh, yeah. When you kind of sit still, you're in a corporate office, you're this and that, you tend to move less, you start to put on weight around different places. I want to fix that, right? Yeah. So for me, if I'm like, I'm thinking I want to go back to the gym, there's a part of me that thinks, but, you know, what happens if you fail at it again? Yeah. And it's that failure complex that comes up. Yeah. But what I've learned and I'm thinking now is like, and this was what happens when you do it, when you fail many, many times, you've got to be self-aware to pick it up, is, okay, I know that time's going to come again. I'm going to f- hit the point where it's like the point of resistance. Mm-hmm. Should you keep going through? Am I going to fail? Mm-hmm. Fail. Then it's about pushing through that anyway and yeah. saying, I know I'm not going to like it. It's super uncomfortable. I may still fail anyway, yeah. but I'm still going to keep going. But no you matter only, what. You're only Even do if that. I dislike it yeah. because I want the end, end result. result. Yeah. And it's only then when someone can probably say, I really succeeded yeah. because they've really pushed through what's really hard. But going back to the premise of the show is you weren't, wouldn't be able to get to that if you hadn't attempted it and failed Three before. Of, yes. 100%. Yeah, I agree. And that's what I'm saying is I've over time learned that now. And it's okay to pick up the same thing over and over and again. And retry. And retry. Yes. And there's a, there's a there's a valued lesson in that. Yes. Whatever it is. Even if it's just like a hobby. Yeah. You know I think I mean? it's like someone who smokes, for example. Yeah. Right? As vile as I fucking hate it. And you know, someone and who's finally quit, I've got full respect for. And you and if you speak to them, you'll often find, and oh, I, I could be wrong, times. but they've tried maybe 20 times yeah. before that. And they've been smoking for 20 years. Yes. And maybe it's tw- taken 20 attempts. Yeah. So that the 21st is the one that finally gets them over the line. Yeah. And it could be a mixture of these. It could be experiences. It could be a health-related, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, you wouldn't be able to get to that decision without experiencing failure. Yeah. And, uh, look, I think it's a super valuable lesson. I, you know, it's, it's something that I think people, people should be not afraid to dive into and, um, you know, take on these challenges, even though they know that they're going to potentially fail at it again. Yeah. Um, you just keep going because I think the way life's not one of these things you know, from the short period of time that I've been here so far, it's not one of these things where you try something, you get it, it's a win, and you move on. Like mm-hmm. it's it's this constant I think it's collection just as, of... as well. It's not expecting too much out of things no. straight away. Like I think people put too much emphasis on achieving greatness instantaneously. Do you yeah. know what I mean? And it's not that thing of like, oh man, you got to set the bar really high. And I'm not saying set the bar really low so you can achieve it. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, maybe just don't set any bar. Just do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like do it point. and just kind of like, yeah, I want to give it a go. It sounds like a good, almost like a, in a, in a mindset of a multi-potential. Like, oh, I like the way this guy would reupholster the chair. I might try reupholstery. I yeah. might, I might be become a reupholsterer. Whatever, just do it. But you don't have to be, uh, you know, a designer. You don't have yep. to go in there with the, the idea of thinking you're going to be now designing new lounges. You just like the idea of just giving it a go. That, yeah. That's a super, super good point. That's, and if I reflect on that, like that's what I've kind of taken the approach when I've picked up something like violin, for example. Yeah. Like I have we'll joked no, around with it, yeah. I have no intention at all of being like Andrea Bocelli. Is that, no, he's a singer, right? <laughs> Andrea, yeah. Yeah, who's Andrea the Bocelli. who's the famous violinist? So I don't even know because I haven't dived deep into it I that think, far. I don't know. There's a few. whoever they are. I have no intention of being with like the grand orchestra of like yeah. Some it's the, weird. It's, it's just. The skill. I just literally want to dive into it and 
it sounds like you shit, might I'm going to give it a go. Suck, but you'll learn and something. Exactly, from it. and it's the same thing with astronomy. When I dived into that, I'm like, I have no intention of being this greatest world's astronomer, monetizations, this, that, that teach. I just wanted to go in there and just learn it for once, rather than set the bar and put these expectations in there. Yeah. Um, and I've kind of had to learn that because I think sometimes it's very easy to like pick something up and you're like, oh, this is working really, really well. Mm. And then you almost set yourself up for failure without even knowing it because you kind of get a bit of a bit of, not necessarily a big head, but you think maybe you know a bit too much more than what you do. But the meta part about that is that's probably, that's also I know secretly, it's a good thing, secretly a good thing too. It is, but I've done that fail. a number of times now that yeah. I'm now well aware of it where yeah. I'm like, I, that's not what I want to get out of this now. Yeah. I don't need that lesson because I already know what that lesson is now. I've seen what's on well, the other maybe, side of that. Maybe there's a maybe there's a five percent left in the lesson. You never know. Potentially, potentially. Essentially, the other part about it as well is uh, maybe if you're a parent or a carer of someone that's younger or you're mentoring someone, um, it's like if you. I think as well for those people. Like maybe people like us were talking about our sons and what they were doing and whatnot. Maybe if you're seeing the failure and you're going to see the car crash unfold, maybe just let it happen as well. Mm. Because there's like, you know, unless there's there's dire consequences. of course. um, But, you know, it's like it's one of those things where maybe there's a lesson to watching the car crash happen. Yeah. You've got to constantly manage risk when you're doing this. You've got to look at the risk, reevaluate, see is it going to be a big impact. If it is, if it's going to be a a catastrophic impact at the end of it, you've got to be aware enough to be able to step back and say, well, hold on a second, I'm going to hedge my bets. Not, well, there's no risk in failing now. I'm going to put all my life savings into the stock market, but I'm not going to study it because I'm willing to fail. That's just stupidity. Yeah, it's just dumb. (laughs) Um, (laughs) That's just been a dumbass. Yeah, (laughs) that's got a royal fuck up. Um, you You have to, like, it's calculated risk. You have to have calculated risk. Yes. It's not just like going and just like... But what I'm saying is that it's like if you, you already know the car crash is going to happen, you've calculated because you've done it yourself, you've seen it happen a million yeah. times and it's almost like it's it's a it's a given. Yeah. Just watch it, allow it to happen because... Well, this is my point of view. Allow it to happen because then the rewards are far greater. Yeah. Far, far greater. Yeah. And I, I'll go back to this thing as well. Like, I mean, I've said this before, but... If parents out there have kids, go and stick them in a martial arts school, mm-hmm. a good martial arts school, one that's willing to actually fail the kid and not get them the next belt just yeah. for the sake of you paying them. Yeah. But a good school yeah. where you see the kids actually have to sweat for the next belt, yeah. let them go. And then when they don't make it to the next belt and they've got to work a little bit harder, it's a good initial start yeah. for parents to put their kids in situations where they've got to learn. They're going to get punched a few times. They're going to get kicked a few times. They're going to get thrown. They're going to get thrown a few times. Um, and it's humbling. They're going to go and try and get the next belt, the next rank, whatever it is. They're going to go into a tournament and lose. Yeah. Um, you know, it's it's a good starting yeah, place for a parent. I, I think agree. that from experience is probably a good spot. I'll just it, throw that in just, there. Well, even in general, even if, like I think martial arts is a, is a good all-round one because I think it's just there's a lot of humility and humbleness that goes into uh, the sport art form of it but just in general uh if your kid might be great at soccer maybe in in and they might be amazing right but maybe let them cross train maybe in the summer when the winter season's finished let them do that summer sport yeah and just throw them in there and allow them to not feel like 
because let's just paint a picture. In, during the winter season, you're great at soccer. You're like the vice captain. Everybody comes to you for advice, this, this, and that. You score 20 goals a season. You're a senior in the team. It's probably good to do that summer sport or summer something else and go back down to that the, right down to the lowest part of the totem pole, yeah. the 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 shit kicker, the the, the number filler. Yeah, you know what I mean. The, you know the reserve. You know what I mean. I yeah. feel like that is so important um, on an ego perspective, which is also not necessarily a failure because you're going to get out there and you're going to come on. You're going to do a pass that's kind of incorrect. Team goes down by ten points whilst you've been on. The coach goes, hey, "Daniel, come yeah. off." That's a oh, fuck. I know why I'm coming off because I fucking I, I suck. Yeah, yeah. That's good. I feel that's good. Yeah. As well. I don't know how you know how else to kind of explain it. That's the best analogy yeah. I can kind of come up with. It's uh, yeah. It's okay. Kids aren't gonna like it. Adults aren't gonna like it. Teens aren't just, gonna like it. That, it's a muscle. But it's a it's muscle. It's a muscle that you just. It's somewhere. I don't know where it is. It's probably in your brain somewhere. Um, that kind of just gets tweaked. Yeah. Flexed and and on an anatomical perspective, do not let it atrophy can continue to build it up amen is that a good one it's good hopefully uh yeah buddy some- <laughs> hopefully some listeners lightweight baby <laughs> man i i i like he was your spirit animal man at the time like i was spirit like guide. i remember once when he was at a um he came to like an rsl club where they had like a bodybuilding show on and yeah. i didn't get tickets and i was like i called up and i'm like can I get tickets? I still want to go and see him. Can I go and watch him on? He was doing like a, a, an appearance, right? Yeah. And they said, you can't buy tickets now, but you can still buy them at the door. Yeah. And I got to that door, man. And I like waited at the door like six o'clock in the morning before the show started at night. I waited, waited, waited. Yeah. There was no ticket sales. Oh, no. I was looking around I'm like, when am I going to get in? When am I going to get in? The doors closed. And I was the only person. Yeah. I don't know if I went to the wrong door. Yeah. If I failed on the listening to the message or what, and I waited, waited, waited. The doors closed and I heard people cheering and cheering from the other side. Yeah. And I literally went home feeling yeah. like shit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he was, man. Like I was like full. He like, was, he was you know, the guy. It, that's it, why it's hard looking at him now. Because he's all broken and stuff. Oh, like it's well, so is, hard to the, watch. You know, what, you know what? He's not. He's physically broken because there's the natural part of aging. There's the, obviously there's, there's the abuse factor to the body. But man, mentally... That guy is still going. He's rock solid. Rock solid. I have he's respect just, for him. He's just like he's essentially like his his um, aircraft yep. is just failing him. Yep. But the the pilot he's is just still sharp all as there. yeah. And total know, respect. Kind of him. going going a little bit back and just kind of adding on to the whole failure aspect and and you know maybe give, kind of giving this a silver lining. It's like why are we getting everybody to fail? What's the purpose of it? Um, I guess to kind of wrap it up in a sense, like using Ronnie Coleman as an example or just extreme people. Yeah. Just to put it in the context of extreme people. Put it in the context of extreme people. These people failed a yeah. lot. Okay. I'm not sure if you've seen um, uh, the Netflix documentary with uh, Michael Jordan. No, I haven't. If as you yet. haven't, I haven't as yet. I'm only like five episodes in Is and I didn't realize a lot of things. Okay. But you know, Michael Jordan is probably recognizes the greatest ever basketball player one of of, or probably the greatest okay that guy worked like really really hard do you know what i mean and i feel like when you fail enough there's a switch that flicks on and you become obsessed yeah 
whatever it is that you do. And I almost feel like if you fail enough, you become obsessed. You obsess enough, you become great. Hoorah, man. That sounds good. You like that? Yeah. I, I, and that was been, I've only again I've been watching it five episodes in and I just thought Michael Jackson was this like Michael, Michael Jackson Michael Jordan was this like you know there's these guys that are born and they just got this innate talent they just you put a ball in their hand and they're great Michael Jordan I didn't realise was not great Hmm. He just realized he wasn't good enough and then he developed this mindset. You and sold that, me on it. I'm gonna watch that it. Motherfucker kept practicing like a demon. Yeah. And then he became Man, Michael Jordan. You know, was the he man referred to himself as Mike Jordan. Okay. And then he became Michael Jordan. Really? Do you know what I mean? He was the man growing up. And I was up. like, growing Holy up in my shit, man. Even in our era, like I had like Michael Jordan jerseys, basketball jerseys, he's playing like, basketball, basketball cards. He was like the man. There's guys like that. There's Michael Jordan. There's the Ronnie Commons. There's plenty of like athletes and academics, and I, I can I can't think of them all right now. But I'm almost 100 percent certain they failed to the point that the f- a switch flicked. They became obsessive. They obsessed to a point that they became great. Yeah. I like it. That's a good way to wrap it up, man. Actually, yeah, it's pretty good. Awesome. I feel inspired. <laughs> I'm going back to the gym. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, like always, journeytoever.com if you want to reach out to us. And uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. I'm humbled. This, we, 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 we've been picking up. Um, it's it's going to certain places. Yeah, it's, it's starting to pick up. We're getting some 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 good listenership. We say we're it all the some... time, but every time we say we're starting to pick up, it's picked up a lot more than the last yeah, time we said it's, it's starting to pick up. it's trending nicely in a good way, and I, I'm humbled by that. You know, I, I don't pe- people are listening. I don't I don't think you know as many people are probably um, probably speaking as much um, than what we had heard in the last early, I say in the earlier few months, but people are listening now, and I think it's 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 a good thing. We're we're super appreciative of it. Um, and anytime we do get feedback from people, it's it's really good. I'm I'm getting feedback from different people when I'm like you know either at work or, or someone I've kind of been passing. I'm like, oh, you that podcast? Oh, I'm listening. It's really really good. And that's good feedback. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's real nice. It's real. It's real. Um, it's rewarding. It's rewarding, and, and it gives me a feeling of like humility we and do being it, humble. We do oh, it selfishly for us. Yeah. Um, but again, I think you and I are on the same page where if it provides value to someone, it's yeah, kind of, of like the icing on the cake. Yeah. So I, I appreciate everybody for listening and I'm super grateful for that. So thank you. Me too. All right, on that guys. note, episode 37 of Journey to River. It's been a pleasure. Peace and out. I'll let you out. Thanks, Later. guys. Bye. Bye. You haven't seen the Michael Jordan thing yet. I see it trending on man. It is Twitter. One uh, of the most Twitter. Ins- I see it trending on Netflix. It's all one the of time. the most inspiring things you've watched in a while that I've watched. I know really? I'm, a, I'm a sports doco biography yeah, yeah, yeah. type guy anyway, so it doesn't take me much to get honed into something. If like you're that. not a sporty person, but I didn't. Would know you still get some value out of it? Because it oh, sounds 100%. like that. Okay, I'll watch 100%. it. Don't, don't tell me anymore. I'll because watch it. It's, it's not even about the sport. It's about the. It, okay, it tells a that story I'm interested about, in. It not only just Michael Jordan about the Bulls team, but it's based around Michael Jordan. I'm interested in that. I even got an Elon Musk book, his just, autobiography, yeah. not his own written, but he wrote it because I'm interested in like people's stories. Yes, yes. And if it sounds like it's going to be something like it's that, it's called I'm the last, the last. I've seen dance. it trending. It's I just awesome. never clicked on it. Freaking that guy is like, man. There's, there's. You just got to put the work in. All right, amen. I'm gonna do it. Cheers, I'm, man. I'm gonna go back to the gym. Fuck it. <laughs> Good. <laughs> <laughs> Later. Bye.